0: Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 56 of Boys in the Barrio. Today's we have a special guest. We have been working on trying to get her for a while, but her schedule just keeps getting busier and busier. Now, I'm not going to put it all on her. It's been both ways. so um, <laughs> It is a pleasure for me to welcome Yedi Guevara to the Boys in the Barrio podcast. Not only is she Salvadorian, but she's also... Uh, in sort of way family, so it's a pleasure, and for me to know that somebody else is doing something creative somewhere else, and it's Albaureña, is more than just, it's amazing, so it's a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Bentley. I'm so excited to be here.
0: <laughs> I know, it's kind of crazy, because you're the first one we've done through the phone, so we're kind of like testing really? this whole phone thing, but it's pretty hey. cool, actually, because like, you know, we don't have to be in front of the people, so we could actually get more interviews you know so it's pretty cool
1: yeah no definitely i'm glad to be the guinea pig for it
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh tell me how, how you been how's everything been going
1: i've been good i have been good it's been uh crazy just this last month has been crazy but most specifically um this last sunday i participated in uh this event called new latin waves here in new york and it built itself as trying to be like, you know, the south by south west of um, all things latino. So you have journalism, you have food, you have technology, you have art exhibitions. And um, I was lucky enough to be one of the vendors in the zine fair and I debuted my second zine there and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> Can I first Yes, I of course. Ask. Oh yeah,
0: go for okay. it. <laughs> There's no I'm holding so back excited here. About it. This is yeah, yeah, go for it, absolutely.
1: So, yeah, no, I'm still, like, reeling, and it was just such a phenomenal launch. Um, Just to kind of give you a lay of the land, there was a a whole floor just dedicated to different types of um, zines and books, self-publishers, publishing presses, and, like, art collectives. And I was so fortunate to be one of the listed vendors there to be able to have such a great platform to be able to launch uh, my second zine. Um, The first one came out in June. And it's been such a wild ride that, um, and it was so inspiring, too, that I used the New Island Way Festival as my deadline for number two. And it just, it was just born on Sunday. So I'm still feeling really excited about it.
0: That's so badass. Uh, before we get into the zine mm-hmm. itself, uh, can you tell us a little yeah, bit yeah. about yourself and where you're from and how'd you end up in New York?
1: Whew, that's a long story. How much time we have? Nah. it's are good. You're good.
0: You're good. <laughs> no worries. So
1: I'm from Houston. I know, right? So I'm from Houston, Texas. I actually grew up right there in the same barrio as the barrio. Um, so I'm from East End. So basically like 45 on telephone. Um, and I grew up in Houston all my life. And then I went to college in upstate New York. Uh, basically, uh, my brother went there, so that's how I knew about it, and I just knew I just wanted to see what was outside of Texas, and then I had an amazing time, I went to Ithaca College in upstate New York, so it's like five hours from New York City, and it's so much nature, and it was such a, oh my gosh, personal growth, educational growth, and I was so fortunate to have that experience. And then when I graduated, um, I went back to Texas, um, uh, because it was, you know, peak economy, or peak, uh, recession. Yeah you yeah,
0: had yeah. a finance degree <laughs> Damn so yeah. Which
1: is one of the I Great know, d- right, d- great degree hardy. to
0: pick Great degree to pick
1: <laughs> Any other year Would have I been I know normal. right I've been killing
0: it Si <laughs> sí, hombre Metete me en eso de finances Pero lo que paso Es que no te dijeron I know dijeron De do- administraciones
1: <laughs> <I know that. laughs> <laughs> I mean, empresariales. all licenciada. <laughs> and everything They make it know? sound like, Super
0: badass <laughs> <laughs>
1: Until your job interviewing and you're 22 and you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah, Uh, You know what? That's what I love about Houston. You know, that resiliency. So the economy at the time in Houston, and specifically Texas, was doing really well. So I was able to kind of, like, get my life together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that time, right? Which is so important. It's that quarter-life crisis where you're kind of just floating around.
0: Well, even Luckily, then, they I'm say like, that New York is like a hard place for anybody to just build a oh, sure. a life. Just imagine a twenty-two-year-old fresh out of college. She, he's seen
1: experiencia. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah! Oh gosh,
0: but they say I mean, like,
1: oh, you need five years. For- oh,
0: go ahead. No, they do say New York is is is. I mean, they do say it's where dreams you can make your dreams happen, right? If you could live in New York, they say you could live anywhere, right? But it's hard to make it there. <laughs> like that's from what I've heard, right?
1: It is. It's tough, and um, and that's what I was kind of prepared uh, before I moved here, right? So that's where I kind of like was able to get my bearings in Houston and be nurtured back to health in a sense, and to be able to kind of like collect myself because I knew coming here was gonna be, it was gonna take. Iba sacar el agua de los de los ojos, you know, like it was yeah. gonna take everything I had. So I had to be damn ready and damn sure what I was doing. And um, and it's funny because like at the time you're just like really brave and ambitious and fearless.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you don't really like so, yeah you don't really, you, you just yeah. approach everything with like one emotion and that's just I'm gonna fucking do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's it, right? Look at Kaya but at least he tried. Yeah, and yeah. So yeah. Um, so I was really lucky that I had a really good support network when I moved here. um My sister was already here, and so I was able to crash on her couch with her really great roommate. That's like family. I had friends from uh, college that lived here and we're struggling by. So it's like that kind of like unity in that universal suffering. <laughs> like we're all having a miserable time, but at least we're all here together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, and that was so incredibly helpful. And then, um, I was like, you know what? I will be here for as long as New York wants me. Right. Like, um, and then I was finally like, I think I was, it was one of those times in your life where just like everything kind of just happens at the right moment. So like I had already been job searching for three months. I was like, I was done. My savings was done. I only had enough for like a one-way ticket back to Texas. Damn. And I was like, you know what? At least I tried, right? I yeah. tried. And then I went to inter- interview for a volunteering position because by then I was just like, I just need to get out the house. I need to do something. And then it turns out they ended up offering me the job and I stayed. And that was just kind of one of those moments where like, damn, like New York wants me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made it, coach. I made the team. I know, right? Like I made the cut. I'm not on the bench
0: anymore. (laughs) Put me in, coach. Put me in. I'm
1: ready. And it's been phenomenal. It's been a a real wild ride. And so, and had... So many adventures and like it's been treating me really well and so i've been really lucky in the it's our i just celebrated six years this summer to like have cultivated like this great sense of community here and it's funny because some of my closest friends here are from houston too so it's like we have this like little expat community yeah well we all kind of find each other and have that warmth and just kind of like commiserate commiserate about how much we miss like lubies and like (laughs) <laughs> like, Man, Luby, Luby's <laughs> was, Did
0: y'all used to go to Luby's a lot? I love Luby's
1: so much <laughs> And <laughs> we, I would get the same thing You know, that's what, the thing I would get the same thing
0: What would you get? <laughs>
1: I always get the fried fish Like, I try uh-huh, fried yeah, I know what you're, you're talking about
0: Vos agarrabas el Luan El Luan Ya me fijé
1: It's all perfect. It's so perfect.
0: It is a perfect plate, though. It is a perfect plate. (laughs) And it's everything. So I've been, it's been
1: a good, good trip here. And it's been a good, like, um, I mean, I will never claim New York. Like, never. Like, I could be here, like, X number of years. But, like, I will always throw down for Houston. Like, that's my home. That's where I was made. That's, you know, that's where family's at. So
0: Do you lucky I have
1: my sister up here. That's Mm
0: -hmm. badass. Um. So, there's two questions I want to ask you first. Um, The first one is, do you think creativity in New York challenges you differently than if you were in Houston?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, I think New York challenges you, like, on so many different levels. Um, And I think creativity just happens to be one of those. Um, I think it challenges you on just, like, an existential kind of survival type of level. Yeah. That gets you really in touch with, like, just your more basic instincts in like a sense like i'm so physically tired from walking around or like i am so hungry right so it's like gets you in touch with like yourself on a different level and um it also helps not driving so you have a lot of time to (laughs) to read (laughs) you better you better come up with
0: something right
1: (laughs) exactly And I think just create specifically on the creative sense, um, we're just exposed to so much here in the sense of like, yes, you have these cultural institutions like the Met and whatnot and Guggenheim, but you also have this DIY type of creative space where it's like you have collectives and you have like this legacy of people just kind of like creating something out of nothing. Or just these, like, really um, autonomous spaces, too, where it's just kind of like, it's a gallery, it's a bar, it kind of does all these moving different parts. Or you just always find people that are, in a sense, like-minded or just really inspirational in what they do. And, you know, I've had the good fortune that most of them have been accessible, so they're able to kind of open up about their journey and their process. So that's been helpful in pushing me creatively and um, experimentation, too, and inspiration.
0: Awesome. So let me ask you, when did you start mm-hmm. getting into your creative style? Like when did that start coming? You thinking about doing the zine or was there before the zine, was there something else you were already working on or thinking about doing?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think I've always had that like need to create. And I think I got that mostly from like my parents and, you know, being first generation, so we would- were very resourceful in that we use what we have, right? Correct. Yes. And so, and my mom sews a lot. So again, seeing something come out of nothing, and um, and so there's always kind of that need to create. And in terms of like specifically artistic stuff, I mean, I've written all my life. That as far I remember, like scribbling up the phone book with whatever marker I could find and just expressing all my little you know five year old emotions all over it. And so it's always been kind of this need to express oneself right and but it's always been like so private to me um, just because I never saw any representation uh, otherwise outside of me to say like this is possible like a creative career is possible that's why I majored in business because I was being so practical with it right but I did minor in Latin American Studies which was a lot of literature courses which just kind of blew my mind to see like what like all these like beauty in the written word from our country and not just in, you know, but like different Latin American countries and different periods. And um, so in terms of like me personally creating and publishing, uh, that just kind of came out maybe for like a year ago when I actually started sharing um, my personal writing and it's just kind of carried on its own life. And again, it's just that thing when like all you hit all the green lights, right? While you're driving down, and you're like, "What is happening?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It <laughs> kind of like tells you that you're on the right path, and it's for once I'm actually kind of listening to that, and everything kind of seems to be going um, smooth. Um, on the road, it feel, yeah, it feels like it feels right, you know. And for the long time, I didn't know what that was. I was I- just kind of forcing things that weren't there, and so it was until I got in touch with my own self and was able to kind of like express that and share that, it's been, you know, just so reciprocated in different ways.
0: You know what's uh, truly amazing, like I said in in the, in the beginning of the show, was you being Salvadorian, you know, I think, um, mm-hmm. I know you and I have talked about this privately. It's uh, being first-generation mm-hmm. Salvadorians, it's kind of up to us to kind of put us out there. Um, because if you notice, there's not creativity, there's creativity. there's not a lot of people out there salvadorians doing things um it's all right which is not uh, you know it's a bad thing if it's us right you're like man why isn't Mm -hmm. there more of us out there but in a way it's kind of like okay well who's gonna take the lead and do it type of deal you Mm -hmm. know like we 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 need Mm -hmm. to do it to actually get ourselves out there because honestly out there it's it's mostly you know um mexicans you know um There's a little bit of everything, basically, but mostly it's Mexicans out there, you know, and Chicanos and the Chicano culture. But I think it's time for us to step up and do something, you know?
1: Right, especially because most recently in the just census, I think they came out that Salvadorans are like the third largest um, Latino group in the U.S., right? And, like, what does that say about our numbers when there's so many of us, but, like, there's so few visibility in the media for us? And I think that, although it's like really striking to hear that, but I think it's, like you said, an opportunity for us to finally uh, be able to kind of voice our opinion. And um, last week, there was an article that I co-wrote with uh, Jess Varenga who's, again, another Houston-based photographer who's doing amazing work in the, the Salvadoran community as well, documentary uh, photographer. And um, she we're both expressing that exact same sentiment about representation specifically in the Salvadoran community. And what can we do to amplify that? What can we do to build on that, to continue it growing? Because I feel, yes, we're all Salvadoran, but we also have very um, shards of this fragmented diaspora that we live in. Right. So it's like, yeah, we were Salvadoran, but we were raised Pentecostal. We were raised conservative. You're we raised, you know, leftist, rightist. So it's just like, how do we all finally come together and are able to express that and share that? And kind of represent, like, the diversity of the, you know, Latinx experience. And I think, especially being first generation, where we are cognizant of, like, the different types of cultures and the different types of struggles that we go through, and we finally are able to articulate that struggle, right? Because I think for most of my life, I didn't even have the language um, to be able to express, like, all the frustrations and all the heartache and everything we were going through. And not just, you know you know abstractly to express that but just like i just didn't know english man like i was barely yeah learning english as a child
0: <laughs> you know so what's crazy you
1: know
0: <laughs> you know it's crazy that you say that because um yeah. uh, to, for me i would say i mean english is my second language basically because i master right. spanish right. right so even then like sometimes when i talk i know that i'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm jack i'm fucking up a word you get what i mean <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I don't really give a fuck, because you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, look, if you if you really want to help me, correct me, you know? Help me out and tell me what's the proper way. Uh, but, right. not, but not just that. It's like, um, like you said, it, it, it's, it's at times, I feel what you're saying, because I remember when I was, like, in, I think it was, like, elementary or middle school, there was so much Ooh. I really wanted to say, but even then... Uh. Uh, it, I never really, I met a few Salvadorians, but not a lot. It was right. like very hidden. Like the Salvadorians were like very quiet or nobody mm-hmm. was saying anything because of the fear of saying you're Salvadoran. It was so weird. Right. It, it, it was weird. But then, like you said, or another part is the same thing. I mean, maybe we're the ones that were, were like fuck it, we're going to talk English, we don't care how we sound, right? But then they were probably like, hey, now we're not, you know, we're not too good at English or something, which is understandable too, right? But, yeah, it's just, it's a trip how this whole thing works, you know, the whole Salvadorian culture is just a trip.
1: It is, and I think a lot of it has to be for survival, and I think that's so important too, because it's like when you have first waves of people that are just coming over, you know, it's just like, you blend in the background, don't grab attention, You know, we don't have papers, so, like, don't say nothing to nobody, you know. And so a lot of that, like, lo que callamos is for survival and for necesidad. And that serves us a great purpose, you know. Or just to not get bullied by, like, the predominant culture or whatever it is that you grew up with, you know. And and that, too, where my Spanish started sounding more Mexican so I can blend in so I wouldn't have to stand out. And, you know, and it's all these things where it's just kind of like it takes. It's a lot to get by, but then now as adults, we're able to kind of look back and be like, "All right," or um, and to kind of just like learn about our own and teach each other on our own. And I think that's where kind of like the rise of, honestly, just like Twitter and the internet and social media. It's like, oh shit, we're other Salvadorans out here.
0: Like Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit,
1: they know about that. And like to just to learn about each other and um and how how unique and like universal our experience are because that's what trips me out too. Where I was just like, what? I thought my mom was the only really one that did this, you know? Yeah, where yeah, yeah. A, <laughs> that like warmth, man, that immediate warmth that we got, it's just like, oh man, there's just like no replacing that. And um, and I think there's different hubs, Samyen, like across the country, that's why we just didn't know each other. And so, um, and, I, and think I think that's it, what's it, been so beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I
0: think it's exactly what you just said. So many people going through the same thing we're we're talking about right now at the same time. So that's why right and, now it's our time to blossom. You get know what I mean? Like it was, we already. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's our time to come together and do something, which is why I think and to it's
1: save something. Yes,
0: <laughs> exactly. Which is the biggest <laughs> one because for a while, man, mm-hmm. it's just the oh man it's just the Salvadorian culture is so if you were to describe the Salvadorian culture how would you describe it <laughs> it's hard
1: oh man it's hard I would say just like loud you know big time <laughs> like, yes I
0: don't
1: for no I'm reason
0: like... for no fucking reason, <laughs> for no reason. It's, I,
1: not...
0: it's just how I talk <laughs> yeah it's not like like my mom can be telling me I love you te quiero mijo and it's like just, just <laughs> tell like, me Yeah, just I'm right here. Just tell me you love me, you know?
1: Right. I just mean that loud, too. Like, just, like, in our food smells and, like, the color of the country, you know? Like, just everything just speaks at, like, a different level. And so it's just, like, it's just so beautiful. I'm just thinking right now in the summer when uh, I traveled with my parents over there for two weeks. And just kind of like seeing so much different shades of greens and blues and fruit colors that I've never even seen before. I'm just like, everything's just kind of, I feel like the little saturation is just turned up, you know, for everything. Yeah.
0: So I think it's, it's funny like, that uh, you mentioned the, uh, you mentioned fish right now. I know in, uh, you didn't see me this one, but you sent it to my cousin, which is totally unfair. Um, the, <laughs> gr- the growing up uh, Salvadorian.
1: Teeny thing yeah, that yeah. little tinny
0: one where it says, um, it says, not knowing how your tia passed a, a huge smelly fish through customs. Para tortas de Semana Santa. First of all, if people don't know, this fish is a huge ass fucking fish, dried ass fish, and it smells like a motherfucker. Like if they have maletas in there, if you have clothes in there. They put it's it wrong. with everything. They have the audacity of putting it with everything. Con los calzones, calzoncillos, everything. It goes it's all going to smell the same. It's all going to smell the same. <laughs> you better watch that thing like three times. But, which is so true, man. I mean, we're so big into fish también. It's, 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 it's right? crazy. Right,
1: or if you pack it with that cheese together. No oh, that, I I that like, queso that's seco. a giveaway.
0: Ooh, that's crazy. <laughs> Those
1: airport dogs going
0: to be going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, you're hilarious. <laughs> um, Let me ask you, so when it, when you did the the zine, did you go to El Salvador first, or did you start writing it and then go to El Salvador, or how did the process go by you doing it?
1: You know, that's a really good question. Um, all of all of the above. So uh, the body of work came together in 2015. So in 2015, I traveled to El Salvador with uh, my mom, my dad, uh, my sister and my tia, and that was the first time we ever been in a group, and it was fucking awesome. Like we did so much cool shit, and we like the touristy stuff. I mean, now that my grandparents have passed, I, you know, it's sad, but like we used to always see them. But now that they've passed, it's like we. I try to encourage my parents to like do more touristy things to like visit different sides of the country they never been to before. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. detours tours, and the country's so tiny, but there's so much involved. Like, we hiked the volcano, we went to Suchitoto, which is this beautiful colonial town that was, like, one of, like, the most, um, conflicted areas, también, and, uh, we went to, like, uh, Ruta de las Flores, which is this beautiful passage of, like, uh, coffee farms, and, like, little colonial towns, and, like, a lot of money's been v- invested in infrastructure, and so, uh, to make it very appealing. Anyway, we did a bunch of cool shit, um, and throughout the entire process, I'm just, like, snapping pictures, and, like, words are coming out with the pictures and I could just kind of threw them all together in my little notebook. And then, um, and then when I started building my website two years ago, I was like, Oh, let's just put this like on my website. Like, you know, I, I liked it personally, but I didn't really do anything with it. Yeah. And so it's sat on my website, like for two years. And then for this year, when we were going to go to El Salvador again with my parents, um, again, like I said, sharing has been a very recent process. So, um, my dad was like, hey, your CEO wants to read your writing. And then I was just like, oh, yeah, 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 just tell him it's on my website. And then he just looked at me. He's like, your CEO doesn't have a computer.
0: <laughs> and I was, like,
1: I was like, oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> he's in the sample, you know, of course. Yeah, of course you do And so, yeah. um, so I was just like, oh, shit. And so I, of the many side hustles that New York has taught me, uh, one of it is graphic design. So I was, um, I was like, you know what? I can print this out for my feel. And I was like, wait a second. I can put it on like nice paper and I can just like um, show it to my feel and print it out that way. Like, um, and so when I put it all together, like this little booklet, I was like, oh, this is cute. Like my feel going to love this. And so, um, and then I sent like a picture to my friend uh, Susie and Lizzie. And I was just like, hey, girls, like, look what I made for my feel. And they're both super encouraging, and I will forever listen to their advice because they're like, "You should put that on the internet." I'm like, "No, why? Why would yeah. anybody want to be this? This is for my deal." For some it's reason, like we have audience.
0: like we have like so much uh, momentum to just be like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it." Just, but when it comes to like internet, everybody seems to like just uh. And I think it's because of the fear, <laughs> right, of being like, "Yeah, what are people gonna think and all that?" You know, but you were able to overcome it, which is a good thing. So, sorry, I didn't mean Yeah,
1: to and that's what's been so, no, no, that's that's a really good point because, like, that's what's so important to have a, career of, like, supportive network because, again, I would have just given this copy to my CEO and just called it a day, you know, Correct, and I'm sure yeah. he would have loved it because he did, but, like, that's where it's important to, like, have that community, to have those people that, like, you admire and respect and that, like, you know that are able to kind of see outside of you and see your strengths and to believe in you when you don't even believe in yourself because like they've seen me in my lowest, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so and
1: they know and they see all that and so they're such good friends that you know and I was like you know what they're right what's the harm in it right like let me if I, nobody likes it, I'll just delete it I'll delete the tweet but then something magical of the internet happened where uh, Central American Twitter just kind of picked it up. And then they started sharing, and it's funny because this was like two days before I got to go to Salvador, and I'm like, "Wait, what? I haven't even packed."
0: <laughs> what? That's crazy.
1: And I'm getting all these responses and interest, and it was just—it kind of blew my mind that like so many people were a like interested and b like wanted a copy. And I was like, "Yeah, sure." I was like so entirely happy to just share my experience, and um, and again, like that connect- those connections are made afterwards where people are like, um, I think one woman on Twitter was like, my niece has never been to El Salvador or are Salvadoran. And this is like me teaching her about our culture. And I was like, oh my God. It gives me like chills to know that like, it's being used and shared. And, uh, or my other friend was like, I was, he's Salvadoran too. And he was just like, my I was talking to my mom about this and it's bilingual because honestly I made it bilingual because I wanted to share it with my parents I wanted them to read my work
0: which I wanted to bring that up um, I like that you did put it in both languages which is pretty cool
1: absolutely absolutely and that was so important to me because it's like I I again we're of both cultures of both languages so it's like I can't separate one from the other and like for the second scene half of it came out in Spanish and half of it came out in English and then I had a Again, one of my many side hustles is professional translating. So I had to, like, translate the other half and to be able to um, express that. Because, like, all of this, is, it's for my viejitos, you know? Like, this struggle and the way I'm able to express myself is because of everything they've worked for and that for that, you know, that freedom to be able to share that. Because I feel like so many times in their lives they had to silence or had to, you know, withdraw or had to, like... Um, not saying something, you know, for fear of a lot of things, you know, and so and I think it's like me being able to reclaim that space and to articulate all this is so important in my work, Damien, so that's what I tried to come across with um, putting it in both languages, making it accessible and to um, and to share it as far wide as possible
0: Which is, I, I absolutely love it, honestly, when I when <laughs> I found out about it, I was like, man, that's super dope, especially because what I told you is like I feel like there's a lack of Salvadorians in creativity, you know, but Mm. to know that even then, like some way, somehow, you know, um, I grew up seeing y'all and stuff. And some way, somehow we're family or some way. Right. But even Mm -hmm. knowing that so close to me, there was somebody else being creative. It just made it more amazing (laughs) for me. So I thought I congratulate you and I absolutely salute you for it. I think it's dope. I'm still kind of pissed off that I didn't get the other little two ones. They're actually pretty dope. The other one says, feel you, dog. So just so y'all know, ladies and gentlemen, these are like the cutest things ever and the pretty dopest things ever. Like they're like little small slips, not even small. It's like a little small booklet with like little Salvadorian things in it. It's super amazing. Um, Can you let the people know where they could find your stuff?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, everything's on my website. Um, it's yeidy. dot com. It's y e i r y. dot com. And um, yeah, I have my shop there. You can order the first issue, which we've been talking about, called the Savior, and the second issue that just came out Sunday. It's called Bolsa Porta.
0: Which I, um, I saw that. I saw that.
1: <laughs> I know. I need to send you a copy. Um, Hopefully, this one, on this one, you
0: send all of the stuff that needs to be included.
1: I know right I'm, all playing. The little, all the little... I'm playing I got stickers now so yeah I'll only <laughs> <it. laughs> You're good <laughs> Yeah, both people is uh, it takes on a different flavor in the sense that like it's um, huge visuals, uh, there's bigger narrative, there's longer pieces. Um, it's the theme that ties kind of everything across is intergenerational healing. So every um, there's four longer poems there and they kind of tackle on um, the issue of what that looks like, of to be able to kind of, uh, foster these relationships and healing between, you know, parents, between selves, between grandparents and, um, yeah. And I'm really excited that it's out and I have Spanish and English editions, so they're separate just because like, they were just going to be too long to put it together. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah, yeah. So I'm really, I'm really excited that it's out. So yeah, maybe.com.
0: I'm super happy for you, ladies and gentlemen. you yeah, make sure you yeah, go catch her stuff. Make sure y'all yeah, order her stuff. It's oh, it's available for order, right? Like people could order it and stuff. Yeah, like absolutely. That. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, is there by any chance you're going to be in Houston anytime soon?
1: Um, actually, I'm going down for um for Thanksgiving. Uh, for my niece's first birthday. Ooh, she's ooh. so tiny. I know she's so cute. Um, last time I was in Houston, I was there for my first art show called Home and Away. Which and it happened because, during Harvey.
0: yes, fucking <laughs> shit,
1: right. <laughs> but it's, it's okay. I think everything kind of, again, works out for a reason. Even all the challenges and everything. Um, it was a beautiful work come together. Again, my friend Susie organized it and coordinated it. And, uh, we put on all the event details and recap and all the artist profiles on the website, which is homeandawayshow.com which is great. So you can relive the moment, even if you weren't there because a lot of things happen like a
0: hurricane.
1: (laughs) 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 Hopefully we'll get together.
0: Sounds good. Um, Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Uh, This episode, ladies and gentlemen, y'all can listen to it. Of course, Um, wherever y'all listen to, make sure y'all catch her website. Go. um, We will put the website on the iTunes. We usually put it there. So you'll be able to catch her website on the bottom and on our SoundCloud most likely you'll be able to see it. So whatever platform, just make sure y'all check out her website and enjoy her work. And support Salvadorians because we know y'all love pupusas. Everybody loves pupusas.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, family, for having me. Thank you so
0: much for everybody. And um yeah, so excited. Absolutely. Thank you.